welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. As always, every week, you and I are on a journey together. We have an opportunity to be able to talk together, work together, to be able to support each other in this journey that we're on in raising daughters. Such an important journey, such an important job that we all have in being fathers of daughters. And I love being able to sit down with you every week, to be able to have these conversations, to be able to work with you and talk to you, to hear from you about the things that you are dealing with, the struggles that you're dealing with, whatever it may be. Every week, I also love being able to bring you different guests, people that are walking this journey alongside you or have resources that will help you to be an even more engaged dad, a better father in the end. And this week, we've got another great guest with us. Corden James is with us today. And Corden is the brand new executive director of Fathering Together. We've been talking about Fathering Together for years and Fathering Together is the 501c3 organization that this podcast is a part of. And Corden joined our organization actually quite a while ago, but joined us as the executive director just recently. And we're going to get to know him a little bit more. But first and foremost, we've got to get to know him more as a father. First, but Corden, thanks so much for being here today. Absolutely. Honored to be here, Chris. It is my pleasure having you here today. I love being able to talk to different dads about the experiences that they've had. You've got three kids, one of which is a daughter. So I want to go back in time. I want to turn that clock all the way back to that first moment that you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. What was going through your head? I was excited. I've always wanted to have my daughter. Just as soon as I found out, I you know I started the books and finding out all I could about raising a girl. First of all, just having a baby period and what my roles and responsibilities are. And then, you know, from there, kind of planted my legacy as far as being a father to her, getting myself set up and financially stable and my mental health in the right place. And yeah. When you said that you needed to get your mental health in the right place, talk to me about that. What did that, what does that mean to you? And what did you have to do to prepare yourself? Well, Chris, I am a army veteran. Um, I, you know, spent five years active duty army. So when I speak of mental health was really making sure that I had my anxiety in check, my PTSD in check, things that I experienced at war and just from life, being able to just find my calmness, find my spirituality. And, you know, I think most of all, just being able to to be present for fatherhood. You know, there's no, there's no workbook when it comes to raising children, raising a daughter. I'm used to raising boys. And I think that's a, it's a different approach raising a daughter. As a veteran, as someone that has dealt with PTSD, there are other dads that are dealing with that as well. And some may have dealt with it and, and really worked through it. Others may have set it to the side and are still working through it themselves. Talk to me about the journey that you had to go on and what you had to do to prepare yourself and get through, like you said, in getting yourself mentally ready, but to work through that PTSD that that you have in your life. And I say have because I know that it's a constant journey, but talk to me about what you have to do on a daily basis, on a regular basis, what you had to do prior to your daughter being born to be able to work through that PTSD? 
Absolutely. I think coming home from Iraq, it started off with therapy, being able to meet with my VA therapist on a regular basis, setting that up. I would say another important thing for me was uh, fitness, being able to, to check my health, being on a regular workout schedule. And, you know, some of the other things like doing things for myself. I think after serving in the military, you know, there's 1% of us that serve in the military. So it's not like I'm able to walk around every day with people that who share the same experiences as I do. So that, you know, that vetting myself, finding security within my own self, getting on a great schedule that took care of me first before I'm able to pour out for my children and my, my partner at the time, her mother, you know, that it took reading some books on how to, how to speak to children, you know, on how to, to get to their level, to bring a level of understanding. The normal development of a child was important for me to understand, right? Having anxiety and PTSD. Sometimes, you know, screaming from a child can be very triggering. When you're not able to control the situation, you're not able to calm my child down. Those are things that I faced as a father. So in having this in your life and having this as something that you're constantly working on, how do you talk to your kids about PTSD and what you're dealing with? Because mental health is not easy to talk to anyone about, but let alone when you live with individuals or have people in their life and they don't understand what's going on. So how do you or how have you been able to talk to your kids about this so that they understand it and that they understand what you're going through? I think probably the one of the most pivotal times for me was in waking up with my child, kind of had a rough start to, to the day. And I was having a very rough time commuting with her. And I had just looked looked in the very back of the seat and I told her, hey, hey, baby, daddy's got to process something. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to look differently than what you're used to seeing. I feel like I'm going to cry. And at that time, I had I had found out about emotional freedom techniques or tapping. And so I had let her know that if daddy's going to process something, that I'm okay, but I'm going to tap and let these emotions out. And I went through that. She asked if I was okay. I, ended, I did end up breaking down, having some tears and some, some calming affirmations to reassure myself that I was in a safe place and that I was okay. And I think the, you know, we talk about modeling as a parent, modeling the behavior of processing my emotion, right? I set aside time to process it. I did my tapping, which is my self-care, right? Caring for myself. You know, and I think where it most paid off was a few weeks later, I remember hearing her get frustrated and um, I looked over at her and she actually began to do the exact same tapping that I was doing. And so I think, you know, she's nine now. I wouldn't say that she necessarily understands PTSD, but she does understand that when there is an emotion, that you process it, that you feel it so you can heal it. And I think that's been the most powerful thing between us. It's improved our communication styles. It's improved my ability to say that I'm sorry for overreacting or, or projecting something that I may be feeling onto her. So it's made for a great communication the older that she gets. I talk to a lot of dads about having daughters. And one of the things that I hear from a lot of dads is that there are fears when it comes to not only fatherhood, but especially fears when it comes to raising a daughter. Now, you said earlier that you knew how to raise a son, but that you needed to learn about how to raise a daughter. So as you think about fear and you think about raising your daughter, what was the biggest fear or is the biggest fear that you have in raising your daughter? You know, I think in all the conversations with other fathers, I think I would have to echo the fear of failure. I remember some work that we did together a couple of years ago, Chris, we asked, what would you not want your children to say about you or about your parenting, right? And I think being able to be there Say, so, you know, I would never want my children to say that I wasn't there, that I wasn't present, that I constantly use these opportunities to teach. 
instead of to get to know them. The fear of failure with her, I think, comes from, I think everybody loves to tell me that as your daughter grows older, that she's going to fall away from you, that there's going to be this huge disruption in life and she's not going to like you. And I think as a young father, that was very daunting that this relationship could dwindle as she gets older. I think it really put in the perspective of the work that I'm doing with her today. And I call it work because it's very intentional with her. From the way that I speak to her to the way that I stand around her. When she was smaller, she's kind of tall now. She's nine and she's five foot. So she comes to the bottom of my chin. But as she was younger, you know, it, it took me getting down to a knee. They say, you know, getting down to their level as you are the parent, get down to their level and they might hear you a little bit differently and better and, and receive what you're saying more. Little things like that helped me soften my approach with her. Gave me, I, you know, it allowed room for more play, more discussion, for more ways to connect, whether it was painting nails together or playing in the park or our favorite thing to do is literally walking on curbing walking on the sidewalk and the very, you know, the little curbs. I don't know why, but we've just always had this little special moment. We can do that for hours and just laugh and, you know, just connect with each other. Now you have three kids. Each one of them is completely unique. They are different points in their lives and you have to do what you can do to be able to develop those unique relationships with your kids. What do you do to be able to create that unique bond with your daughter? I think that's a great question. If I had to look on a day-to-day, I say, especially now, it's a habit of finding a way to connect with her no matter what. Whether it's when I pick her up from boys, you know, if we start in the morning, I take her to Boys and Girls Club. As soon as we wake up, it's very intentional with her. Hey, baby, how did you sleep? We get our cuddles in. We're very big cuddlers. So, you know, that's something that's part of our security is is touching and hugging and kissing and yelling I love you's and the music choices, having little dance parties. Those are constants in our home. Um, That is just part of our family culture now. So when I say connecting, especially as she gets older nowadays at nine, it's I hosted a sleepover last week. She had her best friend over and, you know, I had a girl's night with them and then we had a great morning the next day and their friend left, but just providing, creating new spaces for her to grow. It might be asking something very specific about her day. I definitely don't allow for just the, how was your day? Oh, it was good. Well, I want to know a little bit more. So I'm going to ask some questions that are open-ended and, and joke with her and, and find some commonality. I think at this point, I appreciate the ways that we connect and I appreciate the way that it comes back as well. She's definitely a little mama. She'll, if dad's sick, she'll look after me. If sometimes she wants to feed dad while we're eating dinner, she wants to feed me fries or something. <laughs> something along those lines. So just those beautiful ways that I would never expect her to do those things for me, but she has it in her heart and in her soul. Other things we've done to connect is like community service. A few years ago, we faced a divorce together and the separation of that and different homes and co-parenting schedules. And I found that volunteering together was our biggest connection. I didn't have the money in the world to be able to take her to, to do everything but we would go to churches and volunteer our time, setting up pantries, feeding the homeless, litter pickups. She got very involved in my own work as a mover or even as a mentor. She's been present for all my mentorships and business meetings and, and thrills so forth. Sounds like special bonds and special times and definitely an opportunity to be able to make those connections and memories that will last for a lifetime, which is always exciting and important. You're really busy. You're a busy guy. You've got a lot of things going on. You, you're running a business. You're now the executive director of Fathering Together. 
So there's a lot of things that you're going to have to balance, a lot of hats that you have to wear. How do you balance work and raising your kids? It's interesting because if we look at the history of Gordon James and fathering together, so about 2019 is when I processed my divorce. And 2019 is when I also found Dads With Daughters. So it has very much led me to be this executive director. And I say that from the sense that since I joined Fathering Together, I've centered family first. My life today as an entrepreneur and now as the executive director of of Fathering Together, my family is still the center, more so today than it ever has been. I worked more corporate America and it never fared well. I was always the father that would be present for My daughter didn't go to dentist without me. She didn't go to doctor's appointments without me. Being able to pick up from school or if there's a sick day, I'm present for it. I would say so over the few years, it's been I've been able to center around my kids as as an entrepreneur. Now owning my own business, I can take the day off. We can take a mental health day today. She's nine now, so she can come to work with me. I have plenty of opportunities where she comes to work with me on a Saturday for a couple of hours and moves some boxes and laughs with my customers and tells my employees that she's the boss of them because her dad's the boss. (laughs) So just again, centering family first has always been the priority and finally being able to make that come true amongst the fears of not being able to. As a father, again, somebody who has to provide and protect, you can't just drop the job. You can't take large risks that may cost you your time with your children. So it's definitely paid off over these last few years. And now it's I'm, I'm home when I want to be with enough time for her and I. My evenings are set aside for her and I, and uh, it couldn't be a better feeling. You started getting into your journey with dads with daughters, dads with sons, fathering together. Talk to me. Let's go back to 2019. What was going on that led you to the communities? What? How did you find out about the communities and how did you get involved first as you were joining our communities? Honestly, I think I might have connected with Brian somehow on Facebook. I don't know if we actually talked to each other or if I found Dads With Daughters first, but I'm pretty sure he invited me into Dads With Daughters. And from there, we became friends and talked more. I finally was able to meet you. And, you know, I think it was just when I look at Dads With Daughters, the Facebook group, I don't even know how many thousands of people were in that. So it was very, it was very grassroots. There was new projects. I think we were starting off with Dove Men's Care. I always recall the self-esteem project that we did with them, which was kind of like my first intentional thing with my child. I think we talked a lot about fathers knowing their legacy as far as careers, but what is your legacy as a father? So I think it was all those conversations that brought me to a deeper understanding of who I really want to be as a dad, not just my child's here and we're going to go day by day, but just an intentionality to my thought process, the way that I speak, and it drives everything of who I am as a dad today. So just great conversations, the groups, more conversations with Brian, watching you and Brian raise your daughters who are older than mine. I think for once in my life, I actually had like-minded individuals when it came to fatherhood, fathers who, um, you know, intergenerational, who knew what they were doing and why they were doing it. Being able to hear their mistakes and their triumphs gave me a better perspective on what I want to do and how I want to be. Have you ever had the experience where your child comes home frustrated and struggling with math homework? Well, worry no more. I'm excited to tell you about a game changer to help your kids. 
interactive mathematics. What I love about this company is that it was started by a passionate math professor and lifelong educator. Interactive mathematics is dedicated to eliminating math struggles, and it's trusted by top institutions like Harvard, MIT, and Stanford, and their free online math content is here to make a difference in your child's education. So what sets them apart? Well, in my opinion, it's their AI math solver. You get step-by-step -step help for math homework and test prep right at your fingertips. It's like having a personal tutor available 24-7. And speaking of tutors, their on-demand math tutoring service is not only top-notch, but also available at a fraction of the cost of traditional hourly tutors. So help your child excel at math with interactive mathematics. Don't let math be a roadblock. Let it be the gateway to success. Go to intmath.com right now and give it a try for free. Now, over the years, you got more involved. You started to engage with other people. And at some point, you decided that you wanted to take that next step to uh, be considered for the executive director role. What made you decide that you wanted to take this larger step to lead the organization into the future? I mean, that sounds cliche, but first of all, the example that you and Brian set as fathers has always been motivational and inspirational to me. In my work since 2019, of you know, starting my own businesses and becoming a youth and family mentor, teaching social emotional learning and, and learning peer support. And having, I think it was, you know what I think it was? It was a lot of the leadership opportunities that Brian and you gave within the group from different speaking engagements, the different panels, the workshops that we held. And then just to find that there's more fathers, there's new fathers, there's other fathers out there that are looking for much of the same. So I think this vision today of having our school-based chapters and our community chapters and our virtual presence and our in-person presence just makes sense. Fatherhood is definitely, again, my number one is fatherhood. And then my work comes second. And being able to not only teach and learn alongside other brothers has been good for my mental health. I think today as the executive director, it's beautiful just to, you know, whether it's different posts within the group of dads looking for support or whether it's a, a children's issues or child support or just basic support for the day-to-day -day grind of being a father. It's the narrative that we continue to talk about, just wanting to push that further and further um, into new areas, into new homes, and being able to mix with mothers. As a lot of my work before as a youth and family mentor started off with mothers who typically didn't have fathers present. So it's just that dedication to fatherhood, realizing that the work that we do today matters. And I think on a global level, we're creating spaces and making changes for things that we may never see happen. But it takes all of us at the table to have these conversations. So hats off to you. I appreciate you saying that. And and it's definitely been a labor of love for Brian and I, but definitely as you step into this role and now that you're in this role, and as you look at the organization and you have a vision in your mind where you are hoping to lead the organization and work with the board of Fathering Together to lead it forward, what is your vision? Where are you leading the organization and what are you hoping that Fathering Together can do in the future. It's about equality, I think, at this point. We are at the table with mothers and fathers, speaking about our rights, speaking about the roles that we have in the home. I would love to continue to see fathers understanding their roles alongside their partners, alongside their children. Again, it's the intentionality of being a father that I most enjoy with this, this vision of fatherhood. 
is fathers who are intentional in what they're doing, fathers who are supported. Also, this vision of being able to break that stigma around fatherhood that we are just breadwinners. I love that you guys are, are so extravagant on that point, that we are more than breadwinners, that we are more than our suits and ties, that we are more than our careers. I think it's important that fathers know that they're enough, that they have all that they need. And I think a support system to change excuse me, a support system to support these new changes is just the pinnacle of what fatherhood needs. Definitely have a ways to go. There's not a right answer here, but it's definitely one step at a time. And we move forward just as that in regard to the fact that, you know, we have to, we have to do the good work. We have to build those relationships, build the connections and be able to move the organization forward. And I appreciate that you were willing to step forward, to lead the organization into the next phase of its existence. It's important for an organization like this to have different thoughts, different ideas, different perspectives that can be shared by so many. And we work very hard to have a very diverse board that that we can utilize to be able to help us do that too. And I know that you're going to be able to help us in so many different ways. Now, we always finish our interview with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where we ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Yes, sir. In one word, what is fatherhood? The first word that came to mind was leadership. I feel that on a daily basis, whether it's starting the day, getting her off, Or just when she's asleep at night, knowing that she's feeling loved and safe and that she's had a good day, that she's educated, that she has a beautiful relationship with her mother, that we have a beautiful co-parenting relationship. Yeah, I think on a daily basis, I feel the sense of accomplishment in raising her. If I was to talk to your daughter, how would she describe you as a dad? I would think she would say her dad is a goofball. I don't think she takes me too serious these days. I think she would say that she knows that she's loved, that she knows she can always come to her father. Inspires you to be a better dad. You know what? I have, again, I have to bring this back to fathering together. It's the fathers in fathering together. When I log in every day, several times a day, and I see the 127,000 dads we have in Dads with Daughters, and I read through the, you know, I approve the post. I think it's great that we get to approve the post because I get to see them first. So that's always a gift. Once it's approved, you know that there's going to be a unanimous amount of support. There's going to be different opinions, but that it's always going to be respectful. And I think I look forward to to seeing more fathers, to hearing their stories, as those challenge me to be a, a more calmer father, to be a more intentional father. They challenge me to be more present, and that's all I can ask for. You've been a lot of pieces of advice today. As we finish up today, what's one piece of advice that you'd want to give to every dad? One piece of advice I would give to every dad would be to take care of yourself. Look out for your, look out for yourself. I think I think we have to get back to having a healthy outlet. You know, I think oftentimes we're on this go. You know, I always think about how. I'm always on as a father. I'm always tuned into my kids. I'm always working for my kids. I'm finding new ways to support my partner in raising our children or duties around the home. And I think a lot of dads that I see need a moment to take care of themselves, whether it's uh, you know a good gym routine, their spirituality, being able to talk to a therapist, being able to have a good friend around to listen to you, to call upon to rescue you at times as a man, take care of yourself. Well, Corden, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here today, for sharing your journey with your daughter, but also thank you for stepping up and being willing to step into the executive director role for Fathering Together. We're really excited 
to have you on board, to have you a part of Fathering Together and to lead the organization forward. And I wish you all the best. Excellent. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. It's an honor to lead forward Fathering Together. And I look forward to what we continue to do more of. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of fathering together. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.